0: It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Welcome to It's
1: Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, you know, I tell you, Tuesday, everything is absolutely wonderful. And uh we got this great show that that. uh we're going to bring to you tonight. And I, and I tell you, it's, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And we have this absolutely wonderful person that, uh, decided to join us to talk about, you know, engineering. I mean, she is a total professional. And when you get a chance to understand, uh, this young lady, she's doing some magnificent things in our society. And she is, also promoting not just engineering but minority engineers, most importantly, uh, black female engineers in the industry because it's a shortage of a minority and uh, female engineers. I'm an engineer myself, a uh, lexical engineer, uh, but uh, I tell you, this is something that I believe that in society. Especially United States of America that we have to be aware. We have to be able to push and we have to be able to ensure that we push the sciences. And uh, we, we have a lot. We, we talk about the STEM program. Uh, STEM, science, technology, engineering and math. Uh, but we also got what we call the STEAM program. Uh, it's a uh, sciences uh technology engineer arts in math and uh my program uh represents all of those things i'm talking about the jc cooley foundation and but this young lady here I, I was so intrigued when i spoke to her and uh i mean just talking to her for about five minutes i said I, she have to be on this show uh if she want to uh to uh uh, talk about some of these things and how we can uh, increase uh, the population, especially from a minority perspective and you know from a United States perspective because all of these things are important. So her name is Robin Thorne. We're going to get to her a little bit later, but right now I, I always want to introduce uh, my team uh, especially my co-host uh, Michelle Cooley and and also uh, the show uh, contributor, this man right there is so important to everything that we do. Uh, his name is Chuck Trinoni. First of all, Michelle, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. I'm good. It's um, wow, it's Tuesday already, <laughs> but um, no, I'm doing great. I'm really excited about this show. I mean, I'm really, um, just really inspired and really fascinated by our guest, Miss Robin Thorne. So I'm excited to get this show started.
1: Chuck, how are you doing today, my friend? How are you doing? Doing really well, JC
3: and Michelle. This is a really unique topic, one we haven't had too often. It's really good to be able to talk about this, you know?
1: And, uh, you know, I I think this is a a very important topic because, uh, just like I said, uh, the sciences and the technology, uh, we need to increase that across the board, and I believe that over the years, uh, and I went to a vocation school in high school and, uh, it was a lot of vocation schools back there where they talked about the sciences, the uh, technologies, engineering, math. Uh, but society today has gone away from that mm-hmm. philosophy and we need to bring that back. And, and Noah, my great producer, how are you doing today?
4: I'm doing good, man, and I have to tell you, like you know, there's a lot of technical aspects in radio too, which a lot of people, listeners out there, don't necessarily think about. So this is something that is pretty interesting to me, and I can't wait to probably encourage some young people out
1: there that are maybe looking forward to getting a career in some of these things. Yeah, and and I, I think society need to increase that focus uh, because uh, we going away from that, and most of our job today, when it comes to uh, science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, is done overseas, and, uh, and uh, we need to bring those things back to America. Agreed. Uh, we need America first. We need to get America back engaged in this. And you know what? I tell you, I'm not going to take too much more time because, Chuck, tell our listening audience the purpose of the show tonight.
3: The purpose of tonight's show is to learn about engineering, general contracting, and the construction industry from a successful minority Black female business leader, how to generate employment opportunities within the Black community as engineers, contractors, and in the construction industry, and understanding the vision, mission, and objectives behind a nonprofit organization, Demo checks.
1: Michelle, I, I cannot wait to get to... Uh... Uh, guest tonight can you can you introduce our guest to our listening audience
2: I would be pleased to Robin S. Thorne has made outstanding achievements in her profession since receiving her Bachelor of Science degree in Chemical Engineering from Drexel University in 1997. She began her career as an associate foam manufacturing engineer in Pennsylvania. She transferred to California to oversee the full-scale production of polyurethane foam machine and was given the opportunity to advance in her career and assume the responsibilities of the environmental Health and Safety Manager. In 2009, Robin established CTI Environmental Inc., an environmental construction and safety consulting firm, and serves as CTI's chief executive officer. In 2018, CTI began to compete in the federal market, having been awarded a project with the Bureau of Prisons, the Department of Forestry, and the FAA. In addition to the advancements that Robin has made in her career, she has been actively involved in numerous community service projects. She served as chair of the Sustainable City Commission of Long Beach, president of the American Society of Safety Engineers, board member of both the YMCA Community Development Branch and Sorosomontist International of Long Beach. Robin enjoys reaching out to women in need and has organized and coordinated programs to help less fortunate families, shelter residents and needy seniors. Robin's most recent project is a presentation highlighting the accomplishments of minorities in engineering. Robin recently launched an initiative called demo chicks introducing young girls to the fields of engineering and construction and empowering and uplifting those who are currently in the fields Robin has received numerous accolades over the years and is most proud of her induction into the Drexel University College of Engineering Circle of Distinction. It is the highest honor the college bestows upon alumni who have made significant contributions to the fields of engineering and who have shown exemplary support for the College of Engineering and the university. Robin feels truly blessed that she has been able to accomplish so many things in her life and plans to continue looking for opportunities to grow, improve, and serve others in her community. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life probably presents Robin S. Thorne.
1: Welcome to the show, Robin. Welcome to the show. Hold on, before you you say a word, Anybody that want to join in on this great conversation with this magnificent woman, 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's one 344 1170 Welcome to the show, Robin.
5: <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: How you doing today?
5: I am doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Happy to be here with you and your amazing team.
1: Well, you know, we, we do have a great team. Uh, but, but today is all about you because, uh, I tell you, when I, I read your resume you know, a couple of weeks ago and you decided to uh, come on the show, uh, I've been excited ever since my team has been excited ever since. Robin, I, I know Michelle just read this great bio and I mean, everything is extraordinary. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit more about you and where, well, where, you was born in your upbringing
5: all right i always like to share this story because it's not always where you are today but it's how far you come and it's amazing when you look back over your life and you see how your story unfolds and how what you experience as a child shapes who you are today and i grew up on the east coast in philadelphia well, outside of philadelphia i have uh, two sisters and a brother And I grew up in a household where there was a lot of stability, unity and structure until there wasn't. Um, I remember, you know, family vacations early on. We used to drive down to the Jersey shore. We used to go down south and down south, not Southern California, but North Carolina and South Carolina to visit, um, family members and everything was wonderful and a lot of family gatherings until my parents divorced when I was 13. And then my mother raised us on our own. So early on in my life, I saw the strength of a black woman because my mother, she she left and she took her children with her, but she, that didn't, you know, that didn't take her out. Um, she had worked for the railroad, which is a job you don't quit, but she did quit it to become a stay-at-home mom. So she had to get herself together, she went back to school, and she started a new career. So early on in my life, I saw resilience, you know, someone who was committed and determined.
1: Well, you know, I tell you, all of those things are absolutely fantastic, but we're going to take a station break, but when we come back, we really going to deal off into robin and why she decided to become an engineer why she decided to become an entrepreneur why is she carrying this torch to make sure that we all regardless of our situation or circumstance has an opportunity it's your life i'm james cool we'll be back shortly
0: there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with james cooley
6: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for
1: more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I tell you, i got this wonderful woman uh, that's my guest tonight that we are really getting ready to delve into why she do the things that she is doing she is fascinating and if you want to become part of this discussion that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 again that's one 888 one thing that i want everybody to know uh we are in our a- Meckler Studios today and uh, I know the the radio audience cannot see it but if if you're on Facebook if you're on any other mechanism you see these uh, balloons and these wineries and all of this stuff on the back wall you guys got to come and check us out one day but let's get back to this fantastic guest Robin what made you choose a career in engineering
5: I think when you ask most engineers this question, you'll hear about their love for math and science. I was really good at math. I was okay at science, but I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed learning about the origins of substances, how the matter came into existence, and all those types of things. Just my curious nature and love for science and math.
1: What was your path or what was your vision when you uh, uh, was a child? Uh, Because uh, none of us, uh, at least I didn't, uh, think about I was going to grow up and be an engineer, and maybe you all always knew that.
5: Well, no, I wanted to be a a math teacher um, because I like math. And then I think I wanted to be a math teacher, and then I wanted to be a psychologist because I really like people. And I like talking to people. I like helping people, you know, helping them solve their problems. But in my high school yearbook, I did actually write that I was going to be a chemical engineer.
1: (laughs) That was a big aspiration. And you knew that uh, at that time? (laughs) Well,
5: I had an uncle. My uncle was an electrical engineer, my mother's youngest brother, and he used to come to our home on his summer break. So I didn't know that feet was planted back then. He went to Brown University. But I I, um, attribute some of my interest in engineering to my uncle.
2: Wow. Robin, when did you start CTI Environmental, Inc., and what inspired and motivated you to do this?
5: I started CTI in 2009, and at the time, I had a partner, and it was really just something we did together. I was working full-time, and... You know, it was one of those things where there's a lot of opportunity out there for women and minority companies, but I wasn't interested in leaving my job, so I told my partner, I said, okay, let's do it, and I continued to work. But as I started doing the work evening, um, started taking a, a closer look and seeing what the opportunities were, I thought, hey, we could really make something of this, you know? But that's how it started. I was like, I wish the story was a lot more exciting than that, but...
1: Hey, hey, Robin, can can you tell yes. our listening audience um, what is CTI and exactly what you guys do?
5: Oh, we do so much. So CTI <laughs> is we – have, we have two divisions in CTI. We have a construction division and we have a regulatory compliance division. So what does that mean? So regulatory compliance means we do safety and environmental. So if you're a company and you have employees and they get injured and you're found liable – you can get in a lot of trouble. So we implement the program to make sure that your employees are safe. And then we also protect the environment, prevent companies from polluting the environment because, you know, there are a lot of fines that people pay the EPA. And last but not least, we actually do demolition. So we knock down
1: structures. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, I think uh, that, that that's a multi-company environmental, construction knocking down uh, uh, things. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
5: The demolition part yes. of our company? Yes. So we we actually um, our first demolition project was a federal prison in Boroughline, California. There were about 120 plus structures Single story, two stories, and above ground storage tanks. And so I'm a general engineering contractor as the A license with a hazard endorsement. And so I'm able to contract with the government and municipalities to do the work. But I self-contacted out to demolition contractors.
2: Wow. I think Chuck has a question for you.
5: Yes. What types
3: of clients have you worked with? And how does CTI select those clients?
5: So we've worked with municipalities, so cities, federal government. We've worked with school districts, um, K-12, charter, higher ed. We work with engineering firms and construction firms. Now, the way we select those clients now is a lot different than how we selected them in the beginning. Because I'm a networker, so I talk to a lot of people, develop a lot of relationships. And if somebody wanted to hire me, I was in. But now we're more selective because we work with people who pay our rates because they're not the cheapest company. And we work with companies that pay their bills. And with the government, your bills are likely
2: to get paid. So Robin.
5: more selective.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as a businesswoman, how have you found your way in a male-dominated industry? I love
5: that question because as a, I'm an engineer first before I'm a businesswoman, and one of the things that I learned over the years is that this degree earned me a seat at the table, and it wasn't because of me. It was other how other people react or respond when they find out I'm a chemical engineer. They like look at me like, whoa, there's something going on there. So that that right there earned me the respect. So once people find out I'm an engineer, there's nothing else to say, right? Because that's one thing with education, that's something people cannot take from me. So it, it, it hasn't been an issue at all.
2: What is the biggest misconception people have about what you do?
5: That we use wrecking balls and explosive devices to demolish buildings. I've never used either. We use excavators and other pieces of equipment like steer skid loaders and concrete crushers. And the other misconception is that I actually am out in the field doing the work. I've had television shows wanting me to come on their show to show them some of what I do. <laughs> and I said, um, I delegate a lot. So <laughs> I find a lot of contracts and I'm not actually out there with the sledgehammer knocking things down.
3: Okay, wow, that's good to know. Uh, Robin, what do you think is necessary to create more opportunities within the Black community for employment and advancement as engineers, general contractors, and construction industry leaders?
5: I think that um, the diversity and inclusion movement needs to actually implement what they're sharing. You know, and I think that There needs to be exposure, and we'll talk about demo chicks later. I think people need to know that these opportunities exist. I think that um, mentors in the black community need to step up and make themselves available because we totally believe that if you see it, you can be it. So I think our community has to take the responsibility to rescue our community.
1: You you know, uh, (laughs) I got to ask this question because... I believe that uh, we must all start the process of when I'm talking about uh, our kids, when they're between the ages of six and eight years old, um, instilling into them the, the STEM. I, I call it STEM or STEAM. Uh, the sooner that we educate our youth, I'm talking about this is not just the black community, but this is everybody. That these things are important. So, what is your philosophy on the STEM program?
5: Well, that that's one of the things that we've done with chicks. We're we have K through eight on our virtual in our virtual programming, and in Philadelphia, we were just approached about implementing a um, a program, a STEM program in a, a preschool. Like K- cases, what is it? Three to five, three to five years old year olds, They wanted to know if we could teach them STEM, and we said absolutely. So I think that the earlier that we introduce it, the better, because we don't want to create a community of girls who say they think they can't do math. So we want to instill in them early on that they can do math, because that's one of the biggest hurdles in going into the STEM-related fields, the math and the physics. <laughs>
1: And and you know, uh that was one of the major uh programs that I was trying to implement prior to I'm talking in the JC Cooley Foundation, prior to uh COVID uh coming in and, and, and setting us back. Uh but uh as soon as we get back online and as soon as we are able to do these things, I I I am certainly gonna be reaching out to you uh to get more information on what it's gonna take for us to Implementing these programs uh for uh young black men, young uh, black uh women, uh all black, white, pink, gold, purple. Everybody needs to be aware of these things and we need to be working together as a team. But you know what? We're gonna take a station break. But we're gonna come back and continue this great discussion with Robin Thorne. It's your life, I'm James Cooley.
0: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution.
6: available on amazon and everywhere books are sold
0: the answer san diego streaming now on smart Speakers and radio.com it's time to dream big think big and be big it's time for more it's your
1: life here's your host james cooley welcome back to your life i'm james cooley and just like we said it's time to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that we do. Uh, I believe that uh, our listening audience, if you're paying attention, you might want to call in and ask this young lady a question or two. And a call-in number is one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 She is bringing it. I am a big fan. Uh, I mean, and, and Noah, I know you clocking, you always clocking.
4: Always clocking, always paying attention. And I think this is so important, especially for people in America that might be in the youth age range that are really looking forward to asking themselves, hey, how do I get into this? You know, what what's the what type of thing should I be looking forward to? Well, I know, Robin, you've done a lot, and you. Speaking of big, you've been big in the industry. What's one thing you have not accomplished yet in your great career? Something that you've looked forward to that maybe you, you hope to one day accomplish?
5: I would say I want to purchase my building. <laughs> um, purchase a building so that we can create opportunities for other entrepreneurs because I think it's very important for when people start a business that they're in the right environment. And plus with Demoschips, we want to have a training center. And we know that um, real estate is one of those options you can choose generating wealth. So purchasing a building, being able to accommodate others and support others is something I would love to be able to do.
3: I love your answer, that's great. And Robin, I have one. Why do you believe there's a lack of role models for minority female engineers?
5: I don't think there's a lack of role models. I mean, I sit here before you, right? And I'm here in Southern California, and I know several women who are um, role models. And that's one of the programs we have with Demelchik. We have mentors. People just don't know they exist. But if you go to a NESD conference or a Nobichet conference or, you know, any black engineering conference, you see the women there. It's just that when we go out into the workforce, you know, it seems like there aren't many of us there because we might be the only one at a meeting. But there, there's a lot of um female role models. When I graduated from Drexel, I mean, this was – Not the norm. There were eight of us in my chemical engineering class. And the year after, there were seven. But the year before, it was one. So we're out there. Good to know. Good to
1: know.
2: Robin, tell us about Demo Chicks and what prompted you to start Demo Chicks. I can't wait. I've been waiting to ask that question for the longest (laughs)
5: time. Well, I I love Demo Chicks. So as a, a black female engineer, I've always said yes when I'm asked to speak at an event. I just know that there needs to be representation. So when we knocked down that prison in 2018, I was so excited, right? And when I would talk about it, people would be intrigued. And I realized it was a curriculum because we had to procure it. We had an old survey, so we had to update the let and Start the survey. We had to get rid of it, so we had to debate it. And then we had to demolish the buildings. You don't just throw it all in the trash. You have to segregate the waste. You recycle. And then you have to strategize on how to dispose of it because you have to make appointments with the landfill or wherever it's going. And I said, this is a curriculum. You know, this is something I can teach and You hear about women in construction, but you don't hear about demolition. No one talks about demolition. So, you know, got together with a a couple of my girlfriends, and we were talking about a clothing line for women. And I said, well, that's a whole other industry. But I thought, you know, why not do what you've been doing and start a program introducing girls to demolition? Well, why not just introduce them to non-traditional careers across the board? And another thing that really stood out for me is that we were paying our general laborers more than 42 bucks an hour, and they didn't have education. So you have to consider, not everyone's going to go to college while we promote that, but they need to know that there are trades as well that you get involved in, right? So there's carpentry, they can become an electrician, I mean, there's other careers that are in construction. So I figured I couldn't keep all that inside, I had to share it with others.
2: Wow. Yeah, I was reading about DemoTricks on your your company website. It was very interesting. So what kinds of collaboration and partnership efforts does CTI and Demo Chicks welcome?
5: Well, we for CTI, we are actually looking for large companies who want to diversify their spend, right? Because while I always said, Why can't I just be a firm, you know, an engineering firm, why do I have to be a minority or diverse or, but we have to be honest, if that's what brings us to the table, I'm in, right? Um, so we are looking for companies who want to do the right thing and diversify their spin. And we are also looking for other small business, businesses that may want to collaborate, right? To increase their capacity. And with Demotix, we are looking for groups of girls who want to learn about STEM uh, we've been online since May. The last Thursday of the month, doing um, experiments. Like last month, we did electrical engineering. This month it's going to be astronomy. But we are actually doing the experiments online with the girls on through Zoom. So we're looking for organizations we can collaborate with.
1: What gives you the most satisfaction as you witness the impact of the next generation? Uh, women who are making a, a extreme impact in this industry?
5: The, the spark in their eyes, the, the pride, like what I see people presenting, I see other women engineers, the next generation, how they're standing tall. Like there's a lot of um, pride and and they're changing the history of their families in some cases, right? Some are first generation and the fact that they can be their role models for the generations after them. I did a talk last week, and I talked about standing on the shoulders of giants. And I talked about those who came before me, like the hidden figures. I talked about classmates who came alongside me. And then a generation that's coming after me and how, and the generation after them. So it's just very inspiring to me to see people achieving their goals.
1: How do you go about reaching out to a uh, certain organization, uh, that might be interested in, uh, what you're doing and what you're inspiring others to do? Because, uh, as you know, this is a mean world sometimes. And we have to make sure that, uh, our target audience, uh, or maybe not our target audience, but are listening and has an opportunity, uh, to hear, maybe, Sometimes they don't want to hear, and we hope that maybe one might have an ear infection where it can't get the message can't get out the uh, the other side of the the ear. And so, how, how do you go about reaching out to who you think that would be interested in and in, in understanding and following what you are doing?
5: Well, we have a heavy social media presence, demo chicks on I G and Facebook as D E M O C H I C K S and we tend to attract other organizations that are doing similar activities like Move Over Bob, you know, those types of organizations. And I talk to everyone. I mean the demo chicks image people love it. So I'll wear my T shirt, I have my business cards and we just talk about it all the time. And we we bit Women's History Month has been very good to us because we've gotten a lot of press as a result of Women's History Month. Uh, Long Beach Transit features us on their social media and the Long Beach Business Journal. They did a, an article, and here I am on the James Cooley Show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: that is is that that is so fantastic. Uh, what other organizations are you are communicating with that uh, could potentially team up for this great this great thing that you're doing. Uh, So are you reaching out to other platforms, other organizations that uh, uh, you have caught their attention? Because this is so valuable uh, to our next generation.
5: As I'm talking to other people, matter of fact, yesterday a friend of mine told me about girls with swirls or swirls and girls or something like that. Um, we're reaching out to Girl Scouts. We did a, a, an event for the um, Delta, the Delta Sigma Theta organization in Long Beach. They have a gems program. But people are constantly telling me, "What about this organization or that organization?" And then I say, "Well, there's one limitation. I have a full. I'm running a full-time business, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's like two organizations. So I get so excited about them We are a new nonprofit, and TTI has pretty much been funding it. Mm -hmm. So we are in the process now. We want to actually bring on an executive director, even if that person's part-time, so that we can really pursue some of these relationships. But I just, I mean, I talk to everyone who will listen. We're on LinkedIn. People reach out to me all the time, and I just have my assistant schedule meetings. And I tell her, start making them at the five.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: like,
5: this is perfect because it's after hours because i can you know find myself spending more of my time there but i always say that cti is what inspires demo chicks because i am the demo chick doing the work right so i have to continue to be successful with cti and i also share this with people it you may never knock down a wall but if you're breaking through barriers or paving the way, you are an honorary dental chick. So it's women's empowerment all the way around.
2: I love it. I love it. <laughs> Robin, Yes. who has helped guide and mentor you throughout your career? And what advice do you have for women looking for mentors?
5: So many people. The only formal mentorship, mentoring relationship I had was through the FDA part of the mentor program and that's how I got into the demolition but other than that there's just been I found myself around very successful um, women when I first moved to Long Beach 20 years ago I started joining boards and I was around I was like I must be an old soul because all the people around are 20 years older than me and I didn't know they were legends in Long Beach so I learned a lot from them a lot of wisdom and I would suggest that a person not limit themselves to people who look like them, whether it be, you know, if it's, if it's a man or if it's someone of another color. So don't limit yourself when you're looking for mentors. That's very important. And to be coachable, right? Because if they're a mentor, if you've identified them as a mentor, they may know just a little bit more than you know or they're where you want to be. So definitely be open and be coachable. And one of the things that's really important to me is what I call 15 and fifteen. So get someone to tell you in 15 minutes what it took them 15 years to learn, right? Because they made some of the mistakes, and you don't have to make those same mistakes.
1: I love it. You know what? I'll tell you, when we come out this pandemic, I, my, the J.C. Cooley Foundation want to team with you and go around, because we speak at high schools and elementary schools and middle schools. And the positive image and the things that you're saying, we need to – uh, cast that out. I'm talking about to take it out, uh, to everybody that we can. But we're gonna take a station break. But we're gonna come back and continue to talk to Robin Thorne. It's your life. I'm James Cooley.
0: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
6: available on amazon and everywhere books are sold
3: streaming now
0: at the answer and radio.com it's time to dream big think big and be big it's time for more
1: it's your life here's your host james cooley welcome back to it's your life i'm james cooley and Noah, my great producer man have you this this woman is so inspiring, and she's just so confident.
4: Well, like you and I were talking about, and she's positive, too. So I hear there's a lot of successful people out there, and they're successful, but then you don't really get that positivity that goes along with it. And
1: so I, I'm just so enamored by her. And you can tell that, that she cares. About uh, what she's doing about her company, about her nonprofit, about making sure that she do everything to give others an opportunity—that is so important to me, so
4: important. And James, you know, I have a huge, uh, huge passion for nonprofits here at the radio station and what I do on my own on my show. So my question, Robin, to you is: What are your goals this year? As especially coming out of the pandemic, and we're seeing more. Uh, more opening and more people, kind of getting back to normal, as it were. What are your goals now, as opposed to what they were maybe in 2020?
5: Well, the exciting thing about about our business, because we're in the environmental field, we've actually grown since the pandemic.
4: That's amazing and
5: because of the networking. The networking that I did planted a lot of seeds. Like I did have a pivot, but my pivot, the pivot I thought was going to work, didn't work. However, because of the seeds that were planted early on, I mean, we, we just we just were awarded a contract with um, a military base that's on the way to San Diego. I'll be going there tomorrow for a job walk. So that's really exciting. And so my goal is to grow my team this year. Um, our goal is to do more within our community. For demo tips, We we launched in 2019, we awarded five scholarships, and so we want to buy five scholarships this year as well as donate some computers. So it's really all about giving back and and being that light that's shining and attracting people.
3: Those are good goals. Yeah yes they are. Well Robin, what was one of the hardest business or personal lessons you have learned in life and how did you overcome it?
5: Wow. I would say <laughs> people believing when people tell me who they are believing that right because I just like people and I just you know my thing is can't we all just get along and don't do the right things but there's a scripture that says it's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man so in personal and business life like I'm very kind and my family looks out for me because they say you're just so nice. But I'm no fool, <laughs> but I'm very nice. And so knowing that, um, people will try to take advantage, but they're only hurting themselves. So it happens in business. You know, you could go after a contract or people don't have integrity, and that's one of our core values, honesty and integrity. And then in your personal life as well. You know, and it's just fine. It's funny because I've talked to my mom, and she'll say, I'll tell my mom, Mom, this happened. She said, well, didn't you do the same thing six months ago? So I would say, you know, just just knowing who people are and and recognizing who they are. No judgment, but just being prepared to deal with them where they are.
1: You you know, uh, uh, you just uh, hit uh, a pillar, one of my pillars in my program, because I call it the HIE program, and that stands for Honesty, Integrity, and Ethics. And over the last uh, seven years, uh, uh, eight years, uh, that's been one of the primary messages that when I'm on the speaking tour uh, that I uh, really place emphasis on because a lot of people don't know what your word means. If you tell somebody that you're going to do something, you got to do it. If you tell yourself you're going to do something, you got to do it. If you show up in public pretending that you are doing these things, everybody's going to see you. You're going to stand out like a sore thumb. Ethics, honesty, integrity, and ethics is 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 vital. And that's what me uh, and Michelle, I mean, that's what my family live by.
2: Robin, can you tell us about a black woman who has influenced or inspired you, either a historical figure or a local hometown hero? I
5: have to, I know I started talking about my mom early on, but I have to continue with my mom because I think, you know, my mom was sick in December and we didn't know she was going to make it, thank God she did, and it was just, everything came back to me, like everything that she instilled in me, you know, when we thought she would no longer be here, I just realized how much she impacted my life. And I think sometimes we take our parents for granted, but everything that I've learned, everything that I am is because of my mom. My mom is very kind. She's one of the most selfless people that I know. She needs to think about herself more, but she is genuinely selfless. It's about other people. And I just think about her strength. You know, when I graduated, my mother graduated from community college when I graduated from high school and my youngest sister graduated from middle school. And we never went without. I mean, she struggled. My mother was on public assistance when her and my dad split. But we, I mean, we, we were a happy family. So when I just look at that, thing, and as my mother, when she bought her first house after her and my dad split, I just purchased that home from her three years ago. And then I just purchased a second property from her this year, and she sold me both properties for what she had owed on them. And what I've told my siblings is little did mom know back in 1988 when she purchased those properties what she was establishing. So I, I would have to say my mother for sure.
1: Wow. You are so fascinating I mean, and, and inspiring, uh, but, but uh, have you always had this confidence? I, I I asked you this question, I thought it said a lot of my, uh, my guests. What would Robin today tell Robin 20 years ago?
5: I would probably tell her to read more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> read more and travel sooner. I mean, I took my first, I think I took my first plane, I, my first flight was to Kentucky when I was maybe 27. And My first international trip, I went to South Africa in 2011. I think I went somewhere before then. But the world opens up to you when you travel and you see other cultures, cultures in other countries. So those are probably two of the things.
1: And, uh, seem like you read a lot. Which authors, uh, or whatever, oh, who, who do you read the most and, and how or are they inspiring you? Inspiring you?
5: Well, actually, I start books. The book, I'm not saying I read it a lot, but the book I read the most is the Bible. Um, because I, I, I study. And, and the reason why I'm inspired by it is because, what was done in previous generations we should expect in our generation. There are some powerful things that happen. And one of the lessons that I I share with people is that, you know, Noah used, you know, Moses used a rock, and um David used a slingshot. So oftentimes we're looking beyond what we have to achieve success. And if we just use what's in front of us, <laughs> What's in our pocket or maybe within in our drawer, we can be successful. And that lesson comes from the Bible. And then for a business perspective, it was the email. Because as an entrepreneur, you know, we have many roles within our business. And before we find other people to help us, we're doing it all. And when I read that book, I said, okay, well, I'm on the right path. I just need to find people who can assist me.
1: I, I love uh, the analogy that you just used with Noah and David. Uh, and, uh, I want to encourage our young people, uh, not just young people, but everybody. And we're coming out to the end of the show that you are powerful and you have tools as well. Most importantly, what I think is we have to use our intuition, but most importantly, we have to use our mind. Our mind and we have to go with our heart especially if we got a good heart and we know what's right and what's wrong and I believe that all of us know what's right and what's wrong you have been such a fantastic guest I'm gonna have to call you back I'm gonna have to bring you back it's it's important how can I listen to you get in touch with you or they want to know a little bit more about you
5: well they can uh Demo Chicks, of course. Um, Instagram, people communicate that way. It's kind of interesting. You can call my office. My office number is 562-608-8401. You can visit our website, dot com. .com. I know that's a lot of information. Um, You can reach out to the James Cooley Show, and I'm sure that he'd be more than willing to Mm -hmm. let you know how to find us.
1: Robin, you have been so wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now that I'm going to invite you back again real soon. I hope you accept the invitation. But uh I want to thank Robin for taking the time. I want to thank my uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley. I want to thank my show contributor, Chuck uh, Chinoni. Tr- I always want to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. But I want to thank uh, our listening audience for taking time to listen to us every night. Uh We're always looking for... Sponsors, so we can continue to bring this great message. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley.
0: Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's your life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.